What's up, sports fans? Welcome to another edition of the DC Sports Huddle. As always, it is sponsored by our friends at MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. I am Rob Woodfork. I am joined, as always, by Dave Preston and George Wallace. And we are here to break down the uh, rematch of a game that had no winner. Washington and New York played to an ugly, ugly tie. And uh, since then, I mean, still Washington, yeah. I'm still not over it either. I'm not sure that I'll ever get over it, yeah. but uh, Dave is still reveling in it. But yeah, hey, you can't you can't get to three ties in a season if you don't get that first That's right. You and actually, you know, real quick, the last time two teams tied, this is from ESPN. I have yet to verify this, but ESPN says the last time two teams tied in the same season was 1923. So we're coming up on the centennial of the last time okay, Dave Preston's ties. dream scenario Well, like played the last out. time a team tied twice? Two, yeah, teams, two teams played each twice, other yeah. twice in a season and tied oh, both times. Oh, as in if this game were to end in a tie on Sunday. Yes. I want to say they tied in the spirit of the World Cup. <laughs> Just because, I mean, and then defensively, I saw some secondaries when Michigan beat Ohio State a few weeks ago. Yeah. I thought that Ohio State was caught up in the World Cup and thought that there was an offsides rule <laughs> as well. Taylor Heineke said yesterday... And he said, "I watched the." He said he watched the the US, UFC fight the other day because yeah. he was talking about the tie. Mm. Right. He goes, "Can you imagine just sitting there and getting your ass kicked for thirty minutes and or for a full fight and then it's a tie?" Yeah. Like nobody. He goes, "That's what we feel like." Right. Because that ended in a tie also. Because ties are that terrible. Is, that is my primary beef with ties in the NFL is that this is a multi-billion-dollar industry where the least you can do is give fans and athletes alike. Yeah. Either the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. That's what you're paying for. To walk away after 70 minutes and just like, well, couldn't figure it out. That's I'm not a fan. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with a tie sporadically, but I'm not a fan of the NFL rules that have massaged the possibility of ties happening more often. They've increased it. They've uh, shortened the overtime period from 15 minutes to 10. And they also allow teams to retie as opposed to Mm -hmm. it being sudden death or sudden victory. So now if you kick a field goal in your first possession, the other team can come down, kick a field goal, and you still have to find a winner within 10 minutes. So we... No, but that's the thing. We had a tie in week one between the uh, Colts and Texans. Yeah. Another tie. When it used to be sudden death, you'd have maybe one tie every other year. If that, mm-hmm. and it was it was an aberration, and you were okay with it. Now there's the opportunities for more ties, and some smart outs even predict teams to have multiple ties. It's this, <laughs> it's this, but that's the problem right. is they they go into it, and you know, like you said, it was it, you go into this situation where you have a tie game, and instead of let's hurry up and get this over right. with, now it's like, well, it's not fair that the other team didn't get the ball. Stop about fairness. Fairness is figure it out in 60 minutes. After that, now it's a game of chance. So would you go to and the college rules then? I w- God, I, I, I would prefer that over what we have now. I I'll put it agree, that way. I kind of agree with that. But it's not yeah. ideal. I'm, I know I'm in the minority on this. I had zero problem with them, with, with the way it was before, where it was sudden death. Sudden it was, death, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you go down, you get the field goal, and game over. At least in the regular season. You know, yes, when in the regular the season, season yes. game, when yes. the games are more high leverage, yes. maybe you know each team gets the ball once. Because in the playoffs, you're not going to end in a tie. Right. You're going to keep playing until exactly. you get a winner. Right. Yes. So, right. yes, in the regular season, yeah. let's just get it over with. And it's, and in the it's playoffs, though. Yeah. yeah, both teams can touch it. I don't care then. And for those purists who say, oh, you can't you know, change the fabric of the game, 
Back in the day in the mid-50s in Indiana high school basketball, they had sudden death overtime. Yeah. In basketball. Yeah. Which, because there were fewer possessions, a lot less scoring back in the 1950s. <laughs> Guys wore belts on their shorts, you know, back then. That's uh, dangerous. But this is a different world. It's the 20, yeah. it's the 21st century. Teams score more, so I think in the postseason, each team does need to get the ball yeah. maybe uh, at least once, uh, regardless of whether the first team scores a touchdown or not, to make things fair there. But in the regular season, I'm fine with sudden death, and right. I'm fine with 15-minute overtimes because you're just going to play a fifth quarter, and if you're that worried about player safety, then don't have teams play on Thursday after they play on Sunday. Yeah, there that's, you go. All, that's out the window. I think this is a D.C. Sports Huddle first where we just started out off the rails yeah, because we're so. yeah because we're yeah. assuming that there's going to be another tie. Right. I'm going to assume that there's going to be a winner. So George, you were in the locker room as you uh, customarily are during the season. Uh, what, what, what's the vibe in the locker room going into this all important game? Which is for all intents and purposes, this is basically a playoff game for yeah, both of these teams. And they're kind of talking like it's a playoff week. Yeah, you know, preparation. Definitely more media here this week for sure. Um, and look, they they they. It's a unique situation playing the Giants twice in three weeks and back to back. And they've all kind of said that it's a little better because you go back and watch that game and your your preparation is kind of the same. Like you know what the Giants are going to do. Of course you can have some new wrinkles uh, in game plans, things like that. You got to have a few new things. Right. But you also can go back and say, look, we got to contain Daniel Jones. No no secret about that. That's what almost cost them in the other week. So right. uh, Terry McLaurin, I thought as 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 he always is, very. Uh, detailed. He says, "Yeah, ha- we have to be very, very detailed and 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 uh, detail oriented this week uh, in this game." And they know that they can't. They know it's a. Is it a must win? No. Are they out if they lose? No. But it is a lot harder if they lose. And you want to get back to that the way they were playing and kind of rolling for a little bit there. The thing I worry about is, like I've mentioned before plenty of times, is the you know what what are you going to get from Taylor this week? Uh, Wes Schweitzer is now taking snaps at center. Tyler Larson is done. Uh, Sadiq Charles in the concussion protocol now, as of today. So, still lots of question marks. Uh, and I but think also that would be. But also, we've talked about you know rest deficit, rest advantages, and all of that yeah. throughout the season. And right. they have the rest advantage this week. They haven't really they've uh, performed well in. Right. Uh, situations where they've had the rest advantage. So, I mean, you you would say, and we always do air quotes when we talk about home yeah. field advantage with them, they have the advantage of playing at home, they have the advantage of coming off the bye, but... You can also argue the Giants didn't really play last week. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, yeah, I mean, they kind of took the week off, too. Yeah. I, I, and it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you talk, this is obviously a huge game because the winner will have the tiebreaker yeah. at yeah. the end of the season. So if they do have, if they wind up tied, somebody's going to be 1-0-1 against the other, barring a tie this week. And if that's the case, then oh. happy birthday to me. Um, you talked about the offensive line. He's the, the only winner in the whole country. <laughs> the only one. City Charles in the concussion protocol. Yeah. Tyler Larson done for the year. They uh, gave up five sacks yeah. against the Giants. That's one of the reasons why... They were, I think, three of fourteen on third down, yeah. and that's I. It, you hate to see the you know, the the offense run dry. This because yeah. Taylor's been able to make a lot of plays behind a makeshift offensive line. He's they, they've been able to make the whole of this offense equal more than the sum of its parts, and you you're worried that. Gosh, you know, is, is this where things finally crater? Yeah, yeah and, that's, that's that's what I'm worried right. about. Yeah. But I, I think, and Gibson and Robinson both uh, limited in practice today. So, or on uh, on Thursday, they were both limited. So yeah. that's going to be a concern because one of the things I think that really hurt uh, 
Carson Wentz, when he was a starter, was that he didn't have Brian Robinson oh, healthy, yeah. and he was he, he was he didn't have a full running game, and they were forced to pass first more. And I think that Wentz is better pass first more than uh, Taylor Heineke. So if one or both of those running backs are not 100% on Sunday, then it, it's going to be a tough uh, go against Especially the because they've been running it so well. Right. And I think that, you know, we talked a lot about the main the keys, but Brian Robinson's right up there. I mean, he yeah. had to work himself back, obviously. This is exactly who they thought they were getting. I right. got this guy, this right. guy. So that has been a big key for them. And that's my other argument with the Carson thing. It's <clears> like, I go back to this. If he were to have to play again, which I still think he is going to play again, uh, it wouldn't be, it's going to be with an offensive line that was not turnstile like yeah. him. And you have Brian Robinson. Yes. So right. it's not the end of the world like some people think it's going to be, like people on this set. I, I Look, running the ball and stopping the run, I mean, that's kind of fundamental football 101. But, I mean, obviously in this particular matchup, it's important that Washington establish a run because the Giants are not very good at stopping the run. Right. Washington is adept at running the ball. So when you have a wild card at quarterback like Taylor Heineke, and I said this before the first one, you know, you need to take him out of the equation as yeah. much as possible. As possible yeah. So um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick Washington to win this game. As a matter of fact, I think I said that they were going to sweep. So I don't. D- does this count as a sweep? It's, if you it's, get a tie it's, and a it's, win, it's, it's more of a well, brush. It's not a sweep. It's it's a, we have to defer to him. Yeah, yeah, it's a broad brush. Yeah. Um, Judges. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say Washington wins 24. 24- 21. I think that uh, they are going to run the ball well. I think that uh, they are going to play with... Uh, I, it's going to be a slow start because this is what they do. They start out game slow, but I think a strong finish against a Giants team, that's not super legit. Uh, I, I think Washington's going to get it done with a last-second field goal from the uh, player of the month, Joey Sly, from the month of November. Uh, what's your pick? I have 17-11 Washington, a late two-point conversion. Late two-point <laughs> conversion uh, hooks up the Giants, makes it a one-possession game. And maybe I even see, I, I see the defense making some big plays Sunday night against this Giants team. I do see Daniel Jones ripping off one huge run like he usually is able to, but... I also see him making a mistake and uh, the burgundy and gold defense taking advantage. So that it, will he stumble and fall over his own there will two be feet no at the end of the run? <laughs> I think maybe he'll accidentally run out of bounds. Who knows? No, I, I, it's, uh, this, this Giants team is one that uh, they overachieved early because they yes. went six yeah. of their first seven. They've really showed us who they are. And that's in the NFL, you, you often find your way back to yeah. your actual it's ability. I'm not saying that this Washington team is great. But I just think as they're comprised right now, they're better than what than what the Giants have to offer. And what's funny is these two teams are are almost sort of mirror images of each other. Like they arrive, like take take the first meeting for example. I mean, you look at the numbers; the numbers were almost identical. identical yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was yeah. it was almost apropos that they ended in a tie because they both played you know similarly. Washington is doing at toward up to this point right. anyway over the last several weeks what the Giants were doing on the front end of the season and how the Giants are doing what Washington what did yeah. toward the front end of the season. So this really is going to be the make-or-break sort of game for um, you know the team that's going to finish the season well yeah. and get that last wild-card spot is probably the team that wins this game, even though it's not a must-win to your point. Even no, Stevens. Yeah, but, and, and I think you're right about the Giants. Like They started, they, they, they're a little ahead of schedule. Right. Yeah, and this they won a lot of games that they shouldn't, or that yeah. they should have lost, and now they're losing games. Right, some that they should lose, but that Detroit game is one that they should have won. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, 
I, you know, but Daniel Jones, you know, throws passes well against Washington. Nobody else. He, he does well. Yeah. yards. Right. He's and terrible he loves, against everybody else. And, and against loves, Washington, he's FedEx Joe Montana. Field. It's going to it's gonna be interesting to see which team, you know, you're going to find out what they're made of. Like, if Washington really is ready to take that next step, then they bounce back from a pretty awful performance, and they take care of business at home. Uh, in front of 50-50 crowd. I mean, is it home? It's going to be neutral site, really. I mean, 50-50 is a best-case scenario. I I mean, we have players buying tickets to try and get some of their own fans in the stands. I think that because it's a primetime game, I think it's going to be more of a Washington crowd because the the people who would come down from Jersey for a 1 o'clock or a 4 o'clock game, maybe they're not doing so for an 8 o'clock game. On East Coast time, East Coast time, right? It is East Coast time, yes. Because Giants fans have jobs. Philly fans. What's your game? Pick. Whoa. What's your game pick, George? Uh, seven five. No, uh, I like wow. this guy. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that was a. That I don't was a know. I, I don't know. You're not supposed to know. That's how we look. You that's that's why tie, the game is in prime tie? time. 18, that's why 18? the game is in prime time, though, yeah. because you it's don't a, know. It's a toss up. Yeah, it's a toss up. I'll give. I'll, I'll, I'll think. I'll go with the home team, thinking that they're going to show us something. And it, it, it for me, this is a, the the game because in the past. They come out in a game like this that they are supposed to bounce back and they've, they're telling you all the right things, that they're ready to take the next step, and then they lay, a, lay an egg. But yeah. this team might be different. I yeah. keep saying that every year, though. Mm-hmm. Give them benefit of the doubt. And they haven't earned that, but I'm going right. to say this team has. I think it's still going to be close. I think it's going to be in the 20s as well. I'm going to say 27-24. It's a field goal. The, I mean, a Giants will score a late touchdown, though. I think it'll be you know, the, uh, 20, like 27-17. They'll score a late touchdown, not get an onside kick. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That was very specific. Just made that up. We <laughs> like that. <laughs> all I right, like seven so, five though, right? Yeah, seven yeah. five is pretty good. That's that's a nice. All right, pop. so so all of us picked Washington then, yeah. right? Which means oh, they're gonna get blown out. Yeah, that's that's not, not good. that's not a good not sign. Not good, my friends. That's not a good sign. And uh, hopefully they don't look like the Terps did against UCLA. We don't have time for that. No, yeah. we don't want to talk about that. No time for that. You burn the tape on that one. You just yeah. goodbye. <laughs> But no, are we worried about the Terps right now? Because they did get out to that hot start. Everybody was like, Kevin Willard is a wizard. Like, you know, I mean, I but are we concerned about the Terps yeah, I mean, right I now? I think it's, it's not the end of the world. It's a tough, not making excuses, but I think Kevin went back and said he'd have to, you know, alter the scheduling type right. of thing. I mean, you go neutral site to play Tennessee, come home to UCLA this after back-to-back Big Ten games. It's a tough stretch yeah. right in the middle of finals. So... Am I worried yet? No. Yeah. Did they start off more than better yeah, than anybody thought? The expectations, yes. yes. So I think like we're talking about the Giants coming down. I, I was about to say. Do I think Maryland's thirty <laughs> points worse than UCLA? No. 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 But I'm not worried yet. They got a long break now. Then you have some games before the conference play starts. I mean, hey, you're a, you're a voter on right. the uh, AP uh, top twenty five. They, 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 they might they're, they're going to drop them. They're going to drop a little bit. I, I, if they're not 25th, then they're probably going to be out. Of, they're probably going to be off my ballot this week, just because a lot of schools are playing non-conference games and are able to build up profiles. I had them in the top 25 thanks to their strength of a lot of really good victories. The Miami one, mm-hmm. the uh, St. Louis one, you know, Louisville and Illinois were both quality victories as well. But back to back to back losses, you have to drop. Uh, you have to drop yeah. them at some point because no matter how talented a team is, it's what are they putting on the uh, score sheet, so yeah. to speak. It's, it's, you can be the brightest student, but if you're not you know, passing your tests and quizzes and handing in your homework, we can't give you top marks. So I, I think Maryland is going to be one of those middle teams in the Big yeah. Ten. You know, they might be 8-12, and 12, they might be 11-9 and nine in conference play. Um, are they a Final Four team? No, but I think 
it, 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 once they get uh, their wheels back, this, this stretch was just so tough. Yeah. Uh, five straight games against Power 5 schools at a time when most schools are still playing December Cup games yeah. from one yeah. bid leagues. Mm-hmm. St. Saint, Saint Peter's, granted, they, they, they made a run last year in the NCAA tournament. St. Peter's is not UCLA. St. No. Peter's is not, uh, you know, uh, Louisville or Indiana uh, or, uh, you know, Wisconsin. So a, game, so a team like that now, we'll see what, yeah. you know, a game like that. You know, but look, Maryland was winning those first four, right. know, four or five games West by 15 or, points, 15, or, 15 or more points. We didn't even expect that either. So I think against St. Peter's, you'll see, is it, do they come back out after eight days off? And then take care of business against a team like that, not win, you know, not squeak I think by. I think the big thing is this weekend, guys, if we can stay inside the district, Georgetown plays its big East opener Friday against Xavier. They have not won a Big East Conference game since 2021 when they won the Big East Tournament. Four mm-hmm. wins in four days. Last year, a nightmare season, 0-19 in the league. Uh, the team is better this year than it was last year. How much better? We don't know. They lost by 19 to a Syracuse team that's playing tag with 500. Uh, they lost to American University at home the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, this is uh, this game against Xavier is not the litmus test of the season, but if things don't, if they somehow underwhelm and get run by the Musketeers, you dread at what sort of season we could have ahead. I think it was last year they lost to Marquette by 28. Mm-hmm. And I, it may have right. been their Big East home opener. Yeah. It was the first Friday of January. Right. And all of a sudden, your expectations went from being, this team's going to have trouble to, oh, my God, this team could be historically bad. So, uh, you know, all eyes are going to be on Capital One Arena Friday as they take on Xavier. And, uh, again, the season is long, but uh, it could get late early for the Hoyts. People won't be in. Yeah, no, People no. won't be in the arena. <laughs> no. But all eyes will be on it. Yes. Yeah, no, no pressure, Patrick Ewing, <laughs> yeah. who is – Kind of yeah. at the point now where yeah. you start to wonder about his job security, even right. if he is one of the all-time greats to ever put on uh, a Georgetown uniform. We have to take off our DC Sports Huddle uniforms. Are we getting new ones? We should. We I should get so. jerseys. We should get matching jerseys for this show. That'd be cute. I feel like. Sure, and bros. you guys didn't even notice, man. Look, I wore the burgundy and navy stripes because the two teams tied. In the like first, uh, you see what I did there? That's Look, right. I, was trying, I was trying to color coordinate my outfits to what Elevate we're talking about. Yeah, something to pay attention to. On the DC Sports Huddle, which of course is sponsored by MGM National Harbor for the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. I am Rob Woodfork. That dressed is appropriately. Dave. Dressed for the occasion. Dave uh, Preston and George Wallace. Can I call you Dan? No, no, Don. Did it? No, I mean Don Peterson over here. And uh, we are going to break the huddle. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.